Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. shoulders back a little bit and in now john john my friend hello welcome to uh amazing faces yeah amazing face i like that we're amazing faces today good evening tonight (laughs) how you doing my friend john now this is uh kind of cool what we're doing today um we're actually having like a quick little uh one-on-one real quick session a little check-in real quick yeah uh, we just want to check in with everybody and uh obviously check in with you too sean because i you know it's been a little bit of a hiatus on my end um you know i wanted to touch base and uh, just tell you what's going on and uh why i haven't been on the show the past couple of days John, uh, a couple of sessions. Actually, it's, it's just been one episode that I I've I feel had, bad, I, honestly. I, I kind of squeezed in there. So, so first of all, first, all right, this is a lesson for everyone. I love you all, John. I love you especially. Don't feel bad for commitments or or schedules that you can't keep because the world demanded you elsewhere. We're setting ourselves up for failure and destruction and heartache. You, John have a tremendous journey in front of you. Take that one step at a time and ease yourself out the door. But no one is hurt here. No one is crying. I haven't gotten one email saying, where the fuck is John? Yet. Oh, that's good. Yet. yet. Hey, yet. somebody it out there. Somebody yeah. out there. Show John some somebody love. Somebody should be. Yeah. Hashtag, be where is John? Hashtag, where is John? Hashtag, where's, where's John, John? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, where's John now? Right, in, in the description. <laughs> yeah, we're going to figure that out. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run with that on Twitter. See what happens. Oh, but John, uh, here, uh, tell 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 our yeah. our couple of listeners what's going on. Where where are you? Well, let me just start by saying first that my dogs are so amazing, but they suck <laughs> at the same time. I I just can't. Uh, you gotta I'm watch them. To like I, I do watch them. I watch them like hawks, like <laughs> shit hawks, and they just uh, they they have accidents often. Uh, they uh, they constantly need attention. They need love. They need to uh, expend energy. They need to eat. Oh my God, do they need to eat? And uh, on top of that, you know, all, all those things they they're they're really third world prop first world problems in, in this kind of in this kind of uh, thinking. You know, I love them. I love taking care of them. I love being there for them. But they're so frustrating sometimes. They just get me. Uh, I remember booty was there was a blanket that I had a great blanket and I say hat because I had to get rid of it today um I'm sorry 
no, it's funny. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a checkered. It was uh, not checkered. It was a striped blanket that I've had for maybe about a year and a half. You know, I didn't care very much about it. Yeah, but not she that long. Looks at me, right? She looks at me and gets on that blanket and just pees on it. I was just like so frustrated that I could not like stop her. First of all, and then she just walks off like whatever. Let me correct you, John. Uh, you can stop your puppies in midstream and in mid poop, or as they get into wow. position, you can pick them up. You can stop them. You can make a little clap noise. Don't scare them, but you can oh. stop them. I did it with um, I did it with one of your puppies actually. I I, I was watching her and and she was going yeah. down, sniffing around like they sniff. They go in circles. And oh sniff. yeah, they sniff. No one they're gonna poop, and because I I've been watching Temple, uh, like my girlfriend's sister's dog, right. and. So I, I, I was already like on, I was already on high alert. Cause I've been going, yeah. what I've been doing what you've been going through. Uh, don't be afraid to stop your puppies in midstream or mid, mid, mid curl for the poop uh, to get them oh, to that, to that. Those mat. are good indicators too. Yeah. As yeah, soon as yeah. I see them sniffing, I try to read pick your, them up and bring them right, right to the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Read your dogs. It's okay. It's that I, don't I do scare. Don't like, shout. You know, you can anticipate what they're going to do by their actions. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny because I can kind of, you can differentiate like the sound by the sounds they make You can <laughs> when they don't, when you don't see them, you can hear like Stella, like, I don't know what, how to, how to describe it, but she's, <laughs> she just honks. She goes honk <laughs> all the time. And I, 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 I do it back to her and she knows that everything's okay when she hears my honks or so I choose to believe but so i choose um, to believe that's great so i choose to believe <laughs> i choose to believe that's true um <laughs> but besides the dogs man we're we're moving um i'm three yes. days away from talk from to moving this into talk my to new house people. yeah i'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to uh I, I i've been thinking about this honestly since the last time that you were in philadelphia sean and how the city seems to be like alive and I've been really feeling like out of place in the city. Wow. And it's really, it's, it's weird. Cause like, I think that people that love being in cities in Philadelphia, for example, it, it just accepts them. It, it's weird. Like the whole city in itself, like feels like it accepts being there, but when you're not part of the system anymore, but it kind of feels like everybody's like shitty to you. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why it makes me feel like that, but it really, I kind of feel like the, 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 the passion that I have for the city is also mutually felt by the city. No, I'm, I, when I came, uh, and when I, well, you know, I, so my perspective is always, I haven't lived in Philly for, I lived there for like a, a couple months, my entire life. Yeah. So my entire perspective is, always has an outsider visiting and i know when when i'm from far when, when i'm coming from florida or coming from far further away yeah, i always feel like i'm an outsider but i kind of do that to myself i call my like, i i i think i'm obvious as an outsider you know especially if your yeah. car has jersey tags or oh yeah whatever, sure. you know so and i do know that Philly has a strong inner community of people that, you know, I I, I totally see that. And I love that kind of stuff. Like I love community things. Um, And 
being part of some of the I showed you some of the areas that I Hell was yeah. part of in my community mm -hmm. and there was some really awesome parts of it yes, and there uh, and uh, I don't know I, I feel like there's a certain amount of mixed feelings about leaving this area and part of and this part of my life you know because yeah, there were dude. some really cool parts like I Hell did some yeah. really fucking neat stuff like yeah, I went to the, like <laughs> uh, the, 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 the 2020 uh, election um uh, like inaugurate not the inauguration or uh well, event, one of the uh, conventions when, 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 uh, democratic when convention. yeah no, oh the yeah, party so. oh yeah. yeah oh man that was so cool there was this guy in an elmo suit who had like a suit on as well like a business suit and he was just walking down the street i was giving him a high five yeah night. you told me great. that actually yeah yeah i remember that yeah dude yeah exactly yeah. you have those moments of like uh, of community or camaraderie like, like, where everyone's yeah, camaraderie. Like, yeah, exactly. like on the same page and you're like yeah, yeah. humans you know yeah like that, that could it, only it really happen felt in like cities, that. you know like but i also like i've seen i've seen like i saw the george floyd riots that that, that happened in in philadelphia oh wow and yeah i have some pictures of that that i should really share for you because some of them are just straight up haunting dude um I know. And I remember walking into one of the Wawa's. I think it was a Wawa on like, um, I think it was on 17th Street. Wawa is a convenience store. On the oh, yeah. I'm sorry. If, if of, yeah, uh, allow me to explain something that's usually <laughs> been part of my life since, I don't know, forever. Wawa's been around <laughs> since I've been around. And the uh, Wawa's all, here. Yeah. Super convenient, super nice. You get sandwiches. They call them hoagies. I'm not sure if. Uh, <laughs> hoagies. It, Hoagies are equivalent to subs or heroes yeah, if you want to get technical yeah. with it. <laughs> anyway, so I go to this Wawa and it has the door, the glass doors, both of them busted in. And I see like the soda machines are like a waterfall going down. Like, I don't know why, but they like <laughs> half the soda machines open like all throughout the night and it was just still pouring soda, which makes me wonder how much soda they have out back there <laughs> um completely raided too it was just so nutty sean and it was like that at, i i think i me and my partner walked over to uh uh the old navy and it was still being looted from the date night before oh my god yeah dude yeah and, and i um i just saw so many crazy things and there's so many nights where i was just sitting out on my back porch listening to the the the, the police scanner radio because i i just i i couldn't believe what was going on in my city uh, those were all crazy nights man uh during during that time and covid was like in high rear too right like that was like the the, the prime time of like the covid scare right Dude, it, it, and, it, it was uh, a tough time for this entire, it was a tough time. entire country. Yeah, I think I think people and and I, I I took Stella to my one of my dogs Stella to the dog park today, and I heard people just talking about like pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, as it's like literally left a scar on them. It is an event that's literally changed everything we're gonna remember this the rest of our lives we're gonna remember it yeah like people remember the great depression 9-11 remember 9-11 yeah like th th this is it the covid yeah and it's sad that it's uh it's I, i'm we're do you know where we are as far as the death count is uh i believe we're at 300 300 400 000? where are we at 
I, I think it I know it's it's near half a million. Um, yeah, I thought, near, it was, no, I thought yeah, it passed no, the half I can, no mark. I can I can quit look it up real quickly. Oh yeah, um, give it give it the old Google look. Let's let's let's, let's see how close we were. I'm going to say five hundred thousand. Sorry, hate dead air, coronavirus. Dead air. I was raised what on. What is air. dead air? Oh, why can't I just type in coronavirus and it gives me give me what I want? I don't, I don't, are you using All right, Google? so Is death this? death toll um yeah. worldwide is two million seven hundred and forty five thousand. That's insane. Um, let me let me bring this back to coronavirus deaths uh, USA because I need to say USA. Uh, so we're looking at yeah. Um, so cases, 30 million and deaths, yeah, deaths, uh, as of today, which, uh, is the 23rd of February, we're looking at uh, 500, sorry, uh, 23rd of March, March, everybody, yeah. March, 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 um, baby. we're looking at 543,000 yeah. deaths. That's, half, that's more than half a million. And uh, when this when this virus first started, uh, they were predicting like two hundred and fifty thousand deaths. Like, has oh, if, I mean the number that, just kept going up. Has if up that was up. okay, you know, like oh, it's only gonna be two hundred fifty thousand. It's like it doesn't matter if it's one. Like, like we people we shouldn't be dying from preventable. And dude, John, we watched this pandemic become political. We watched oh, masks sure. masks become masks political. Political, it really did too. Wow. Never in my never have I ever thought a mask could be political. Like, come on, like this, this, this will, if we don't let it, if we don't grow and forgive and forget, this is gonna hurt us in the future. And I don't mean forget, uh, that was the wrong word to use, but I mean forgive, learn, and move on, let go. Uh, because this, this, we will use this as banter, the media will use this as a weapon. Like 9/11, or what politicians did to other world crises, you know, like the the recession of 2008. You know, this is we're not get. You know, the gas is already going up, John. You know, I work in a lumber department of a giant you home know, improvement it, store. Yeah, lumber's I, I, going up. So, from what I understand, the reason why the the price of gas is is going up uh, was because of our. Uh, removal we, we we got out of the paris agreement from what i remember and we just joined back into the paris agreement and unfortunately we have to kind of like restart so do you remember like when obama was like originally in office and prices of gas was really high right yeah yeah and then by the end of his his uh tenure uh he it was he, he got elected twice right and mm-hmm. uh by the, that time frame i think gas prices was under two dollars if i'm not mistaken so i i'm not too worried about the gas prices i remember being five when was it was it under bush was under bush was it like five six dollars it was it was it's in some parts of the country and in 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 the in our area the jersey area originally because we were like pretty much in high school during that time um yeah gas was like 435 yeah. 450 a square uh not square foot sorry uh too many too many times i have to re- represent numbers with square footage uh 450 a gallon and 
Uh, that's I think the highest that I saw, like four seventy nine a gallon or something. I remember like four eighty five. Like, I remember being scary. I remember my father, who's not he's on his own wavelength, but he was trying to like store excess gas in like our garage. Mm. And it was like, I, I don't know if you should be doing this. Like, <laughs> <gas> <laughs> in I, our I don't garage. know if this is supposed to be like this. Like this uh, what's the shelf? Like, like, yeah. So, I mean, not to go off on, on these crazy tangents, but like, uh, we do understand that, that this... I love what your dad wants to try to save a buck. <laughs> that's my favorite my dad my dad does the same thing <laughs> but again they 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 grew up during the cold war you know like they grew up during oh, other pandemics and crazy shit so this is a defining moment that will be either be with us that we can use as an advantage or as a disadvantage and it's up to us john it's up to us to how we treat other people how we treat our kids and how we move forward yeah and i totally agree i don't think we should use it as a scare tactic but we should definitely use it as like an awakening aha moment. Like, aha, wash your fucking hands. John, I use a wash public your hands. I use a public restroom. Men do not wash their hands. Yeah, I know that. You know they why? They will shit into their hands and not what and touch their phone as they're walking out the door. I hey, watch them do it. I watch them do it too because the my favorite place to poop when I'm not at my house is at the Humpty Bows. Dude, uh, yes, we do keep our bathrooms clean. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to clean the bathrooms. They don't work for Home Depot, Depot, but we keep them yeah. clean. Yeah, we they keep them going. So do you, Lowe's. I'm looking at you, Lowe's. I like your bathrooms. Uh, uh, <laughs> but no, but seriously, um, I watch people mm-hmm. like on All a time. Just, just not washing their hands, and I, my my coworkers finally have it figured out that they they understand people are watching them. So mm-hmm. they do it for that purpose. I'm pretty sure. I don't think you they don't, do it because what? they want. I do it because I am. I, I do it because I. Do I am like, fucking I neurotic, dude. I am. Yeah. Not, my hands are. They're. You can hear it. They're dry right now. I continually wash my. Hands. If my hands are ever sticky, I need to wash them like within the next three seconds. Right. Yeah, I, I wash my up. feet if they're sticky. It's. <laughs> I have problems now. <laughs> I have problems. That's so funny. Oh, uh, John, here, uh, let me, here, let me, let's, let's backtrack. Um, let's, let's, let's re- retrieve all of this, 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 I want to say dumpage, but, um, uh, you're moving, uh, yeah. it's, it's post, it's not post pandemic. You're moving during a pandemic. During the uh, pandemic. The end of the pandemic. I do believe, I, 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 I am I, getting, the flag, I'm, dude. I think I'm we're feeling done. close. I, I think, I think by summer 2021, baby. I think this is going to be the summer of love for us. Yes, I'm you know? going to get my vaccine. Uh, I'm going to say Are that you? right now. I'm getting my vaccine as soon when as I can. Oh. Uh, and New York is making it like finding gold in California. There's no one place. There's no app. There's no single app that can just be like, hey, qualifications, who you are, where you need to go, you know? I have to go to like two different websites to figure out who is giving it and then the local ones to where it's at. And I still, mm. I know where the, t- I know where the site's at, but like, I'm not a part of the people who can walk in there and I am, I'm an essential worker on the front lines. And I, I wasn't always, but now I am and nothing you you'd think it would just be given to people who want to show up at this point. 
you know like if yeah if yeah you want to show I, up, I kind of feel like it yeah, would right, be right. like that because they're just wasting vaccines or they're just sitting in shelves because a lot of the population is still on the trump train who who do think it's an evil or, or or do think it's it's government coercion or you know i i, I listen i hate politics i hate all of those motherfuckers in office I think they're all evil, but the vaccine wasn't made by politicians. It was made by was scientists. Made scientists. And, yeah. and I am a Neil deGrasse Tyson follower. He got it. He's alive. He's okay. I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. You feel, do you feel more confident? Like, let's talk about that. Do you feel like our people, like what's celebrities? Do you feel that if a celebrity gets a vaccine, that it makes it more safe for you? It depends on the celebrity. If Tom Cruise got it, I wouldn't trust a goddamn thing Tom Cruise would do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't. I, don't I trust Tom, Tom Cruise to jump out of the building on fire and pull himself up on a single piece of uh, a floss. You know, I mm. trust Tom Cruise to do his own stunts. I don't trust Tom Cruise to get a vaccine and tell me it's okay because he's Tom Cruise. Yes. But if it's Neil deGrasse Tyson, someone who you know I've grown up with. I've I've watched I I listen to uh, Star Talk uh, Cosmic mm-hmm. Queries is one of my favorite things to listen to. I never um, listened to any of that. Is it good? It's great, dude. It, it's it's yeah, it's science. Awesome. He's 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 real into Does the he, science. But he, he throws the science right at you. Do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel like it, I get I get overwhelmed science? sometimes, but uh, Ooh, if if you stick with it, overwhelmed. You stick with it. You start to like. Like uh, what's it? Secondhand, secondhand information, like secondhand high, oh. like uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, like yeah, yeah. You, you just, just yeah, you it. just start to absorb it. And all yeah. of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I don't understand the, I the event horizon like, on black holes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it just makes sense. I think I'm gonna just uh, like, if I ever have kids, I'm gonna have them. I'm gonna just put on Neil deGrasse Tyson when they're like three years old. It's just hopefully they'll just sponge it up, dude. Just put like, on Cosmos. Just, oh yeah, I'll just Cosmos, put on Cosmos on repeat, and eventually, mm. at least they might know something about space. Yeah, like but gravy to it. bread, baby. That's it. <laughs> like gravy to bread. Yeah. So, but so, no, but seriously, like, I, I think celebrities do yeah. have a have a have they do have their part to play. Uh, like the Kardashians, if they were like, hey, this this um perfume goes with this vaccine let's do it dude everyone would be fucking on board i agree i don't know are the cat i i don't follow the kardashians are they doing I, this I, I i thought they were dead um, hold on i'm gonna google real quick are the kardashians vaccinated armenian i'm sure they're armenian are they armenian that was the first thing that popped up not vacationing, you fuck you, Google. Uh, sorry, vaccinating. How do you spell vaccinating? Vaccinating. Uh, Vaccin. Kim Kardashian uh, gets real deeper and gets the vaccine. Good for her. Good for her. All right, her, Kim. Her. Kim got the vaccine. All right. Well, that's... false in, in terms of that. Like, did didn't didn't her and Kanye just like get divorced? Dude, Kanye's like, you know, I you know, crazy. power. Well, don't say crazy. He's more. He's 
he's he's manic bipolar. He can't help it, you know. If he oh. doesn't take medication, is he, or, actually, or, is he actually a manic bipolar? Yes, he's a he's a classic oh. manic bipolar. He has times of of quiet and then peaks of intense crazy what we call crazy um um outbursts which mm-hmm. uh you know i i've i've also experienced on a personal level uh when these outbursts happen and it's like wow they all i mean yes they all come in different flavors but it's the same substance and uh he's he's you know i i think he's a brilliant brilliant person and he has the power and the money to help him. I don't know what the answer is, but I think he should be seeking it. And again, um, I'm no doctor, yeah. so I, you know. yeah, no doctor. You just play one on TV. Uh, yeah, you I could, just happen to be. Sean, a you'd be a, like if you were on Scrubs, <laughs> you would be like a surgeon, honestly. Uh, you think I'd be on the surgeon team? Yeah, uh, you'd be I on the surgeon. I think team, that's bro. too technical. I want to be like a anesthesiologist, man. Like a. <laughs> Hey, hey, you got uh, cancer surgery coming up. Yeah. Um, cancer surgery isn't even a surgery. It's just, you know, it's just hey, but I'm going to make sure you don't feel it. Yeah. Guess what? You're not going to feel a thing, pal. I got you. <laughs> Done. All right. We've been rambling on way too long. Let, yeah, here, yeah. here, let's finish up this, this weekly check in with, with myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please. I, I, I feel like I've talked about myself so long. John, you Sean, need to. What's going, what's going on in your world, Sean? Let me know. Well, uh, we've already mentioned I, I work for corporate America right now, 125,000 yeah. percent. And yep. uh, do you know what happened this past week that makes it different from other weeks? I mean, in this month. I want to actually guess. So give me a second. Yeah, yeah. What happened this past week where that would make people come out and see me? Sweet. Not me personally. Uh, just yeah. me at the store or at the shop. I, i'm gonna probably say that it's uh springtime i wish it was spring yes actually fuck okay you're half right i'm half right you're half right Excellent. it's springtime the ground just thawed up here in upstate new york finally Ooh, <laughs> it's 60 you finally degrees have, <laughs> you finally have weather that's doable i'm riding my bike to work with a smile on my face uh, now. <laughs> i bet you missed that i, I fucking did yeah, no, but here, um, uh, what's going on is uh, people have money in their bank accounts and they're actually taking... Because of the stimulus. And John, yes. let's... let's. I want to... People are fixing their houses. Mm-hmm. People are taking care of things that they always put on the back burner because now they have extra money to do it. People are putting roofs over their kitchens that are leaking. People are fixing Good. squeaking floorboards. People are fixing de- de- decapitating stairs. People I, are doing things. People are doing things that they always push off. Mm-hmm. And it, it brings nothing but joy to see this happening. I see people walking like they have a million dollars in their pocket. And I know it's only a thousand. Like, But they feel good, don't they? What I want to say is... Why can't we keep this going once a month? Once a month, you get a check just like this from our government saying, hey, thank you for being you and live your fucking life. Take care, feed your kids, take care of your house, take care of what you need to take care of. 
don't have to pick and choose between going to the fucking doctor or oh, and which surgery you want to get. Yes. Or fixing yeah. your fucking house. Yeah. I can't tell you how fucking amazing it is to see this happening and to see it up front and this close. It's, it's, it's amazing. And, and, and I can also be real for a second. It infuriates me because a lot of people are entitled and stuck up or blind to the world around them. I see people come in and they're looking for a particular piece of wood and they, they move an entire ton of wood to get to that one piece and they right. leave them they leave the mess. Piece of wood. They leave the mess mm-hmm. behind them. Oh, somebody else will take yeah. care of this, it's darling. The help, the help will the take help care will of get it. this. Dude, I've been cleaning up after people <laughs> for two weeks now. And the past two days have been so much cleaning up that it's it's I had I have to I have to and this is this is why I wanted I wanted to I wanted to mention this. I have to sit down or not sit down. I have to like realign myself. I have to, to reassert myself and assess the situation and tell myself where yep. they're coming from, what they're doing and not get angry because I, my initial response is to you fucking move wood and you didn't put it back. Are you fucking inbred? You know, like I, I, my initial response is anger, John. We've been doing this for how long? Oh, for sure. I get angry first. And this is one of the, this is one of my aha moments where I'm like, I don't have to get angry because no one cares. No one's listening. No one's here yeah. to hear me get angry. But see, it, that's the cool thing about it though, is like, you're saying these aha moments, like Sean, you're changing. And and it's happening. <laughs> those things are so apparent. Like you're changing to the point now that you can now control your own reactions, which is not really not hundred percent. Not hundred percent. Not hundred percent. Look, I mean that, that we're not perfect. You know, hundred percent means that we do it perfectly all the time, one hundred percent right. And that's not us, unfortunately. But we do have the ability to change, you know, we do have the ability to learn from our mistakes. And uh uh, seeing that growth is is even in a difficult environment or a difficult workplace or just having to deal with difficult people, which is honestly almost every day for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, we can still do it. We can still get it done. Yep. I mean, shit, man. Like it's powerful, dude. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I mean, like I, I don't want to like take a victory lap quite yet because i yeah. am still fighting you should on your bike i'm still fighting i will tomorrow because i have one more day before i have my weekend and yeah, wednesday i know <laughs> but no but seriously um wednesday it's 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 been really it's been really cool to watch this all happen and to see my opinions and my attitudes change. I'm not perfect all the time. Sometimes I still snap at people. I'll tell a story. Um, I'll tell a story next no, time me about me at nine or like eight thirty. We close at nine. Eight thirty. A guy comes up to me with like a hundred pieces of wood that he mm. needs pulled, and it's like he has a and he has a cane, so he's like, uh-huh. I can't do it myself, and it's like okay i'll do it and then like he walks away it's like i can't do the wood by myself so it's like i it's like it's a whole thing anyway but um 
So I, I, I digress. <laughs> I digress. Yes. Yeah, so like, how about I walk away too? All right. I got, I have a good story. I got, uh, we should do a work, a workplace episode. We Dude, will. We should just like, we will. talk about like, I don't know. <laughs> we, uh, I, Cause like I have, I have so many stories of me just like, we close at eight and people walk in at seven fifty five, and I'm like, hell no. I know, I know, I know. But you know what? Like we also, (laughs) we also have to like, those people have to know, they they have to know who they are, but we also, John, Mm -hmm. we have to learn how to be more tolerant and not fucked and lenient and not give a fuck because they don't give a fuck about us. Why do we give a fuck about them? And I mean that like on a stepping on my toes kind of way. Mm-hmm. and love everyone and just be at peace with anything the world throws at you because you can't control what the world throws at you but you can control mm-hmm. what you throw back at the world and that is right. the moment of zen that is the temple that i think we are trying to build with this podcast and with these conversations and god damn it if it just works for you and me fucking uh, we win then, we fucking then win we win we a- fucking anything else win. It's uh, gravy and meatballs, baby. Yes, man. Fucking gravy and meatballs. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, John's not on this next uh, uh, talk that we're going to have. Um, yeah, I'm going to be out on this one. So I want you uh, guys to, 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 to miss me so much. Like, <laughs> I, I, and they're going I, to. I want you... I want you to miss me 3000. Okay, I guarantee That's how much I miss. I need you to miss me. You have more fans than I do. Uh, we're two no, different. You, we're two different no, people. We're two different people. It. And people love your heart and they love you. I know it. I already fucking know it. Uh, but uh, uh, coming up, I, I, I talk with my brother, Ethan, uh, my actual brother. And we, we, we're going to talk about movies. We're going to, we're going to go into um, three movies that we grew up with that, um, either we hate love or the the meaning of the film has changed over time like when you first watch a movie as a kid and then you watch mm-hmm. it again 20 years later you're like what the yeah. fuck did i like about that oh man so yeah so we have we have a great talk coming up i'm uh, really gonna be uh kind of bummed that I'm, I, 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 I'm happy i get to listen to it but i am yeah, gonna be a little bummed that i can't no no hey john we're gonna have a s- continuing series about this kind of like our our weird Ooh, our weird us series. you know like our, we're, we're gonna do like weird us in the yeah, future we're gonna again. do a lot of weird shit yeah. yeah so we're gonna do weird us like the places that we visit we're gonna do movies that no one else wants to talk about yeah we will let's do that now for this first episode we talk about uh two movies that people do talk about uh, I'm not gonna spoil it right here. Uh, I probably mm-hmm. am in the in the, 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 in the uh, title card, but uh, <laughs> I won't right now. Uh, but the the first movie no one talks about, and nobody, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. So, oh man, I can't wait to listen to it. So if you made it this far, uh, continue on listening. Uh, it's me yeah. and my brother Ethan next, and John. I will talk to you probably later this week but i mean i'll yeah, talk to I'm you sure in this we'll, format yeah. next yeah. week probably but you Actually, won't see me yes. next week guys in terms of this but sean you know i i i uh I, I appreciate everything that you've done to help and uh everybody that's listening thank you so much for being part of the af the podcast what, what are we today are we where are we are, are we american faces American amazing faces, faces? Uh, amazing faces. Yeah, yeah. American faces like is good. I like uh, that. Yeah, American, <laughs> we're American faces right now. Um, oh. You've been listening to AF the podcast, and you have a great show ahead of you. So keep on listening. Keep on keeping on.
See you there. It's just a conversation. It's just the wind blowing in the trees, that soft breeze through the window, that smell of fresh mountain air. I am here live in Auburn, upstate New York, joined with me by my brother from the same mother, Ethan. Ethan, how are you, Ethan? What's up? Talk to me. I I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, First time, long time. Uh, Feels (laughs) great to be here. (laughs) <laughs> so uh yeah this week uh john john is uh he's taking a week off he's moving to south jersey actually he's he lives in philly uh he's moving to south jersey uh i hate moving so i know the stress he's going through so to give him time off from worrying about anything here i said hey you know let's 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 take a break uh but for me i'm bored so i'm gonna keep this going i brought you on ethan my brother uh we we grew up uh, I, I want to say, not, I, I feel like when we started off as children, we always have our children things that we do. We play outside, we, we, you know, we have our video games, we have our friend groups. And I think uh, with our parents, we, we, we kind of started getting into movies at a young age with them. And, and spoiler alert, we're going to talk about movies today. Um, everyone who is, uh, who's, who's listening across the world. Um, but I, I, I think we, we, our appreciation for movies kind of started off in a, in a rocky, weird area. I think we grew up on Twister and Independence Day and, and not there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with those movies at all. Okay. I'm a huge fan, but growing up, I thought these were the Armageddon. These were the movies. These are amazing. As an adult now, I get laughed at all the time for, these movies that I love. Uh, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned Twister. Uh, I was called out by a friend the other day. Uh, we were at work and they're like, Ethan's family has a weird obsession with Twister. And I'm like, well, hold on now. Hold on. Let's just put it in context. So we love Twister because our dad got the surround sound system, the big screen TV. Oh and God. what was the movie at the time to be like, I got a surround sound system. Let's show that it kicks ass. It was Twister with the THX Dolby sound. So when the growling tornado came in, yeah. you're like, whoa, I, I completely forgot about that. See, I, I, wow. I was all about Bill Paxton. No, this is, <laughs> you're right. Uh, the THX. All right. That was THX. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. When that came on and the growling in the background. Yes. All right. I'm sorry. Twister. Amazing movie. <laughs> Fantastic. 10 out of 10. So yeah, I think our appreciation for movies started at a young age, and as we got older, I think we we dove more into the the meaning, the acting, rather than the the special effects or uh, the grandiose uh, theatrics that some movies are really good for, and some movies are, you know fail at. And um, so I, I wanted to bring up three movies today that uh, again we have seen. I mean, I have seen them all a hundred thousand times. This is nothing new to the internet. But uh, I, I wanted to bring up a, a movie that me personally, that no one likes, that I love. And I have, I have crawled through the internet and I found two good reviews and they were like, you know, kind of hidden somewhere. And all my friends I've ever grown up with, uh, my brother apparently, uh, people are just meh about this movie. So, so I want to talk about it. 
after that, I want to talk about a movie that has kind of shifted meaning throughout, you know, uh, from my younger years watching it in stoned in a basement and a friend's house to now, uh, you know, stoned on my couch and how the meaning has kind of shifted, especially through time. Uh, time is not good to a lot of movies. And the last movie I wanted to talk about was a movie that is so close to being perfect. So to keep everyone anticipating till the end, we will reveal each movie as it goes. But I also put a timestamp somewhere if you're watching the video or a timestamp in the, uh, the, the information down below. So don't worry, it's, it's nothing you have to sit through. But the first one, please sit through. I want to talk about Cutthroat Island. Oh, yes, yes, I know, booze, I'm getting the booze. All right, uh, Cutthroat Island. Where to start with Cutthroat Island? This is um, this is a movie that that I watched as a kid, and it's 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 a, if if you no one's probably no one's seen this, so I'm I'm probably talking to a wall right now. So we'll make this quick and painless. <laughs> I, I think if you are like late twenties into your thirties, you may have seen this movie. I, I I wonder if it had a life on VHS in the rental market. It had I, to. If I, if I recall, the copy we grew up with was a blockbuster copy. Like remember, like like they had those crappy yellow cardboard sleeves, and would have a window to show you what movie you're currently looking at. Like that's how I remember Cutthroat Island. I don't I, think we. Have- I I remember the VHS tape. I remember the 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 image there. It was like uh, Gina Davis looking off over the sunlight or something. So we might have had two copies because that we were famous for having two copies in our houses. So back back to what you're saying about us, like growing up with the appreciation for movies, I think it all stems from two things. One, I I remember a lot of those blockbuster tapes. And two, I remember a lot of tapes where our parents just recorded them from, like they recorded them from TV. So we just had a bunch of like, I don't want to call them bootlegs, but like three, three feature films and one. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. We just had a ton of them all done in the slow VHS speed. So the quality wasn't the best. Like we had, and there'd just be a shelf filled with movies. Now I could be wrong in misremembering Cutthroat Island, but like in my mind, that's my that's how I envision it. <laughs> one of those random, <laughs> one of those random movies on the shelf that of of, of nameless, nameless. I, I I honestly, it's a time capsule. Uh, I think they're I think they're beautiful, uh, and I I do wish I could go back in time, now in this form, to look at that shelf. I know that shelf you're talking about, and just to just to look and see if Citizen Kane's there. I don't know, and maybe see if like it, it, I, if a Clockwork Orange popped up. See if whatever. I, I know. highly doubt it. Hey, hey, <laughs> uh, I know for a fact Apocalypse Now is on that shelf because that's where I yes. picked it up from. And Blade Runner. I remember. See, okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Going to drive back to Cutthroat Island. I'm really excited. Sorry. Uh, so Cutthroat Island, let's, 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 let's bring in, let, I'm going to, I'm going to set the mood for you. It's 1995. Director Rennie Harlan gets together with, I, I believe, uh, who, who's my writer here? Doesn't even matter. It's 1995. We have Gina Davis, Matthew Modine at the height, I think, of both their careers. This is a swashbuckling pirate action adventure film. Treasure hunting is involved. We have ships 
versus ships on the open water firing cans at each other. This movie has everything. It has a plausibly forced romance. It has the treasure hunting. It has the costumes and the grandiose production that I think every, if you're looking for a movie that's, that's to entertain, should have. Now, I wrote down a couple of notes here. That I just recently had to rewatch the film because I do love it. And I'm going to go over a couple things here. First of all, the first bullet point I wrote down was this movie is amazing. It starts <laughs> off with, I honestly think every person in this film was on board because the acting seems genuine. Like they read the script and was like, oh yeah, treasure hunting. Let me cut off my father's scalp. Uh, find my, my, my two uncles who both want me dead and, and, and dig up a, you know, treasure that was stolen from, I wouldn't say other countries. They, they, I feel like everyone was kind of really into this film. The costumes, the set design, the cinematography. I, the movie starts off, uh, let me, let me backtrack a little bit uh, with uh, Gina Davis's character her name is Morgan, I believe. Yeah, Morgan Adams in 1668 Jamaica. And she's, she's what, drunk? I'm sorry, I lost my notes here. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Can I, can I try and give yes, you my- Yes, my yes, hold on, yes, yes, here we go. Here we go, yeah, go. Is, is she drunk with an aristocrat? <laughs> yes. <Type>? Like, <laughs> <laughs> a very a very fancy man he's a character and, actor that I, I i don't have written down here that uh, he's he appears in many movies in the 90s she is drunk she's about to double cross him and he points a gun at her and she's like that's great but you forgot i have your balls and has the <laughs> has, has the ammo in her hand did i write that down too <laughs> I, I, forgot. I, 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 remember, I, I have your balls i remember that Oh, like, so, so there's also some really cheesy, but good writing involved too. So nineties. So Morgan, after scalping her dead father for a piece of a treasure map. So her father is a, is a long time treasure hunter. He's been doing this for, for, uh, I guess a good 30, 40 years. He has a part of a treasure map tattooed on his scalp. Now, there's three pieces that were given up between him and his two brothers. Uh, Dog is uh, his, his one brother. Played by the great Frank Langella. Oh, Frank. Oh, let me tell you, he was loving this movie. He, he loved, cho- chose the scenery. He loved every part of this. He steals every scene he's in. He is a treasure. So uh, after Morgan scalps, uh, or, uh, she has to scalp her dying father. Uh, to get the piece of uh, the map, and she takes over his ship, the Morning Star. Now, there's a there's a little bit of a, of of a, you know a confusion on the deck. They don't they don't want to give up uh, the the captainship to a lady. This is the 1600s, after all, and they're pirates. So she has to prove herself, and she proves herself amazingly by throwing a dagger into a ship mast, and that convinces everybody. 
She knows how to be a captain. She can throw. Bells the scene. It is amazing. So I'm on board now. And Gina Davis, this is uh, the 1990s. She she has that leading power. She has a beautiful jawline. She has that robust, curly black hair. She knows how to control the scene that she's in. I really do. This I think this was her peak career. Uh, she is a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, so... Uh, back so the story goes into uh yeah uh so she scalps she scalps her father finds latin on the map she can't read latin so they have to find someone who can read latin this is the 1600s so jump in matthew modine uh he's at a beautiful aristocrat party all these 1600s beautiful wigs uh painted faces uh, the the chamber or crest, you know, music going on. It's a beautiful dance scene. He jumps in like Errol Flynn, swashbuckling, jumps out of the scene. He's he's robbing ladies. It's it's it is so much fun to see. I how much everyone's enjoying this film. And again, the pageantry, the costumes, the music, the lighting. I really think there was so much love and passion put into this random no one asked for a movie that it's so hard not to enjoy i i so 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 can i say this is my first yes. counterpoint Doctor. everything you're saying so far <laughs> i agree with however matthew modine fast, <laughs> i'll get into my issues with matthew modine in a second fast forward 10 years everything you just said was done a hundred times better with pirates of the caribbean <laughs> so Pirates of the Caribbean needed Cutthroat Island. I'm, it had to happen because these people obviously went on to work for that movie. I, I, I don't have the names in front of me, but I guarantee you the inspiration, one the inspiration and the costume designs had to go from Cutthroat Island into the blockbuster that is Pirates of the Caribbean. But I think it has to start somewhere. And this movie is, is paying... Um, it, it, it's it's like a thank you. It's like a love letter to old action adventure pirate films of uh, what the 30s and 40s. Yeah, and, I would imagine like you 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 hit the nail on the head. Like, so I I only watched clips of the movie. So Matthew <laughs> Modine is like clearly inspired by. Ah, um, uh-huh, yeah, Errol um, Flynn. Errol Flynn. Yeah, he's, and then like I'd also like put it on like the same page, like uh, not quite as fantastical as Sinbad gets, but like I put it like on like you know, the old Sinbad movies from way back when. Yeah, it's I, I honestly it, it it the love letter that this movie puts out I think makes it worthwhile to watch and I I honestly think the passion behind how it was produced is is how it's fun and I know the movie was like it took a, I think a hundred million to make it only made ten million in the box office which was again a kick in the nuts to the pirate movies everywhere <laughs> uh, this stopped. I, I, I believe this stopped uh, future productions of pirate movies in Hollywood. It just kind of like the nail on the coffin until Pirates of the Caribbean decided to open it up again. And I do think this movie needs to, to be taken back out of the box with this new, with, I mean, maybe not just new appreciation for pirate movies, but I do think it needs to be taken out of the box and looked at from a different angle, which is the technical aspects. Because I think because of the, the, the negative effects of, and the acting sometimes does come off a little dry. Gina Davis, halfway through the movie, I think gives up a little bit. Uh, she kind of turns into like a 
you know, stereotypical, uh, uh, you know, woman just kind of running around with bullets. There's an amazing scene where they're escaping. Uh, I, I, I believe after uh, Matthew Modine and they, uh, she, she goes to town to, to buy Matthew Modine after he gets captured, uh, stealing from all these aristocrat ladies. She, she goes into town to buy him as a slave, I believe in Port Royal. And they realize that she's uh, the, the pirate captainess and they, they all start chasing her. Uh, I want to say they, I mean uh, the, the, the British guards, uh, whoever controls Port Royal at this time. And there's an amazing uh, scene where they're on a wagon and they're, they're being chased through town and they're being fired on from, from, from all, the, all the rooftops and there's a ship in the harbor firing. Who is that? There's a ship in the harbor. He's like, oh, is that, is that Morgan? Fire! <laughs> Let's cause all the collateral damage. Just death over this one first. <laughs> Destroy the city. It's like it's so theatrical and fun. And that scene was taken into Pirates of the Caribbean: uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, they, it's the same. I, don't quote me on that. <laughs> don't say I, I. It might not be Dead Men Tell No Tales, but it's one of those pirate movies. And where, you know, it's, it's that, again, it's, this was, this was the beginning. This was, I think this movie needed to exist so pirates could exist and it needs to be looked at again. Some other notes I have, uh, there's so a character. Before you, before you move forward, yeah, can, I, can I, can I touch on the acting real quick? Yes, so, yes, like please, said, yes. That's my next note. I haven't seen this movie in probably 20 years. Um, <laughs> I only watched clips to refresh my memory on this movie. So with Matthew Modine, Yes. First of all, I just want to get it out there. I'm He's the, the weakest Matthew link. Modine. I am not a Matthew Modine fan. He's the weakest link. But yes. watching it, how much do you think the uh, they wish they could cast Carrie Elwes in this? Yes, I feel like they he, did. I feel like they. He they, seems like he's trying so hard to be him, but he doesn't have the charisma that Carrie Elwes does. I, and I'm like, I, I feel like I feel like he just watched Robin Hood Men Enticing. Like, how can I be like that? <laughs> Okay, and I'm just like, you don't better movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, uh, Matthew Bedeen has his good, he has, he has some of his good movies out there. Uh, I think he is, has one. Yeah. Uh, he has that? Full Metal uh, Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> but at least he puts on this, this character. He has a transatlantic accent, which wasn't existent back then, but he somehow brought to the, the screen and it's like, Okay, it's believable because he's grandiose. He's a he's an actor. He's a thief. He's a con man. So the accent does well with that character. Plus, he's fake, which goes kind of well with his. He's a con man, like so. He always rub. He always comes off as as not genuine and kind of half-assed. And he he ends up being the love interest to Morgan halfway through the film, which I guess it kind of is forced, uh, but it has it, it it has its roots in in ancient Hollywood. You know, there has to, you know that has to be, but with with uh with romantic ties into the action and you know i there probably is some kind of philosophy there with all this crazy canon shit going on that maybe love would be the stepchild i'm not sure but to to go back to the acting there's a character named trotter he is one of the the second lieutenants of one of the british captains and he's stepped on throughout the movie constantly uh he ends up at the end of the movie, spoiler, becoming a pirate, which is like the funniest crossover. You know, because he he's shooting pirates and killing them and hanging them, and then like the next minute, 
He deserves his pirate boots. Give <laughs> give him a sword. And he takes off his shirt. It's it's a great scene. Uh, uh, so Gina Davis, I think, starts off really strong, gets kind of lost in the middle there, but ends ends up, I think, being enjoyable and fun to watch. Uh, William Shaw, which is Matthew Modine's character, uh, he's a little he's a little shaky. His accent is fake. He's all he is. He is I, I see how people didn't like him, but I think it, it does good for the movie's aesthetics. It's it's a Hollywood production. And I think that's that's the main takeaway from this. You have to look at it like it's a Hollywood production like this is supposed to be bullshit. No one looks at Independence Day for for science. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson lay off Independence Day. It's about the action. This is about pirates. Like, why are you why are you looking at it with a, through a stethoscope or a microscope? Like, <laughs> what are you trying to figure out? Like, there's, also, there's nothing it, there. In in defense of Gina Davis, um, I don't know if you I don't know if you have this in your notes, but she was married to Rennie Harlan at the time. Oh, and the production it was so terrible that it broke the marriage up. That's why. Okay, I did remember hearing that somewhere in this crazy yes i did know that they were married and they, they just yes and i'm i'm sure the the on-scene fights uh and yeah the production woes that's exactly uh the marriage was not meant to last obviously uh sorry for that but i think it was worth it like Waterworld is shit amazing cutthroat island I think is shit amazing. And it, it, it comes down to aesthetics. Uh, I, you know, uh, we mentioned earlier, I, I, we, we grew up watching movies. I mean, for me, it was all about visuals and atmosphere, you know, like Batman at Gotham city, like that was cool, you know? And as I got older, it, it, it changes. So I, I, I just want to, I just want to leave this with check out cutthroat Island. It is, I think, worth a second viewing. It's worth picking apart for little things, but loving for the rest of the things. That's you said it. Uh, she he points the gun at Gene Davis and she's like, "I have your balls." Like little innuendo that wouldn't probably exist then, but plays out so perfectly. I think it's worth a viewing. Uh, I give it four thumbs up out of five thumbs up. I guess that's what I do. I don't know, but <laughs> please check it out. I, I honestly, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll also, also throw this into, so like you kind of touched on it where like, it's part of this era of movies where it's right before CG takes over. Yes. yes. So like, you know, I would put like this in uh, a category with independence day. Um, one, one movie that I completely forgot existed that I really need to revisit is the mask of Zorro, the Antonio Banderas movie. Ooh, Sir I've Anthony heard Hopkins. I've, yes, I, I, I've seen things where like, hey, people need to revisit this hidden gem of a movie. But like, I think what changes is the fact that CG takes over. Yes, like yes. it's the end of we're doing everything practical. So like, when they're escaping, when the British ships are destroying that poor city, <laughs> poor and they're riding <laughs> on the carriage, and the that's practical. That's a off, set. It's a that's set happening. Uh, that's a real set, and it was Gina Davis on a carriage with fire behind her like it's there are shots where you can see the stunt doubles it's obvious but there's also some shots where it's like 
that's Gina Davis. And there's a and bunch she of still has fire. tinnitus to this day. Oh <laughs> uh, no! But I, like I, yeah, I, 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 I do like the movie is ambitious. I will give it that. <laughs> and again, like uh, I, I want to leave this movie in my memory. I don't want to revisit it and be like, oh my god, it does suck. Like it's funny uh when you when you said like hey we're gonna talk about cutthroat island this is gonna like this is completely off topic when you said cutthroat island oddly enough the only thing i could think of was mike and ike's <laughs> so we grew up together we always had a jar of candy so i don't know why this movie makes me think of the jar of candy that would have mike and ike's inside <laughs> of it and i would put the mike and ike scoop it into the bottom of my t-shirt and just sit and watch this movie and that's that's the memory I have of this movie. I'm like, that's good enough. I kind of want to leave it there. All right. I, I Listen, I think it's worth a second, an honest second viewing. This is what you should do. Get a bottle of, of whiskey, a nice whiskey. <laughs> just uh, get a, drunk. A couple cubes. And every time it gets cringy, just, just have a sip. Halfway through the movie, you're going to be loving it because it gets so exciting. And and, and yes, I might be watching this through a, a kind of a veil of nostalgia and maybe a slight drunkenness. But that being said, I think it's still very enjoyable. And at the end of the day, I'm looking for movies that are enjoyable to watch and fun. And this movie, you don't have to do a lot of thinking. I mean, of course, if you want to pick it apart, go right ahead. But it's, I think it's, it's easy. Um, there, you know, the plot's easy to follow. There's, there's things that, that pay off throughout the movie. And I, I, I honestly, I, I, I can't say highly enough things about it. I, I, I'm a huge fan. This, this was my first appreciation into uh, swashbuckler films, if you want to call them that. Uh, is, and I, I do think this paved the way for Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, even with Pirates, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, how they used um, ships, how they used uh, their their pirate ships. That's got to be a technical disaster waiting to happen, trying to film on open water or even on a ship in general. So the ambition alone just to get a couple of those establishing shots and to keep the to keep it going, uh, I think is just a, it's a technical masterpiece. And I was also happy to find out that it's only two hours long. Yeah, there we go. See, it's it's so like, not not that bad of a time. <laughs> like, hold on, I I I I gotta I gotta look it up real quick because like my first thought was like I immediately had the the Mike and Ike's memory, and then I immediately thought of Waterworld. <laughs> thinking about uh, Cutthroat Island because I think they're both disastrous movies that yes. came out the same uh, year. In fact, in the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, Cutthroat Island appeared for being the biggest box office bomb of all time. So, <laughs> but I know which. Waterworld had a bigger budget, so I'm not sure. It, 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 it definitely did, but like also, okay, so Waterworld's two hours and 50 minutes. I don't know why in my mind Waterworld's like five hours long, but Waterworld at least feels longer. Where this, I, I guess, moves along at a much better pace. There's a middle part of Waterworld where they're trying to establish that he is a human, and it's Kevin Costner, so that's kind of hard to do. So, yeah, that just drags on. <laughs> Uh, but uh, to finish up Cutthroat Island, uh, uh, four thumbs up. Gina Davis is amazing. Uh, 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 we mentioned uh, Matthew Modine can be better. Uh, uh, Frank uh, Lang Langia uh, Lang Langagea Langia Langella Langella Frank Langella owns this movie. He is he's like Dustin Hoffman. He is 
he's fully embraced his role as dog, the the random crazy uncle pirate and it's and everyone else all the characters uh, there's a couple characters that are are, are are shameful but the rest of them uh like i know uh, there's a couple uh, uh tattoo effects that haven't aged well uh, that looked like just kind of penciled on that could have been done better but everything else i think is 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 fucking a-okay for a fun time uh but to, to move on because i could i honestly i Love this fucking film. But to move on, let's talk about a film that I, I think over time has kind of, uh, has, has, it's, it's morphed for me. It's, it's really changed. And I know it's changed for you in a different way. Yep. And these aren't groundbreaking. We're not opening new wounds or discovering new theories. We're just kind of oh, yeah. talking. I feel like, I feel like every, everything we're saying, is, we're not the first one saying it. I think yes, a lot yes. of this is like, you but, know, we're, we're un- unpacking these ideas. I think what it, it comes from more of, again, uh, the, the passion, the passion, the love, and the wonderment. And all in the, I think all three of these movies, time, what time shows what is good and what needs to change and, and, and so forth and so on. This next movie, let's talk about Blade Runner. Now, this, again, it's, this isn't a new topic. To talk so, about. but before we dive into our main discussion on Blade Runner, where is Blade Runner like in your heart? So, like, it, it, for me, I would say it is my second favorite movie of all time. Now, see, this the Shining is... being the Shining being number one, Blade Runner is a close second. Okay, see, this but is not, it. Not for the reasons that people would think. Then this is it. Like, uh, I hear that, and I'm like, that's a yeah, of course, Shining. Yes, number one, Blade Runner. Yes, of course. It, where that comes from for me is when I first watched Blade Runner, it was all about aesthetics. It was all about the set. It was that opening, that opening shot through the, through the city where it's like half of it's practical and the rest of it's like CG. And like, it's, it's like, it's it, the, what the, uh, the, the synth comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it's, it sets the world up from the first shot. And that's the world I fell in love with. Where it sits for me, it used to sit on that top five, and it's kind of trickling down now, and, and it's probably out of the top ten. But that that's that's not for it's not for for reasons that it's just a I feel like over time the movie has just become kind of mundane and boring and, and kind of twisted with with uh with characters and 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 what they're trying to get accomplished and i'm I'm glad you said mundane (laughs) and boring because in the lead up to blade runner 2049 coming out i'm getting like everyone i know i'm like you gotta watch blade runner watch blade runner go see this movie uh so many people that i was like you gotta watch blade Runner. they come back and like i watched it that was boring yes and i'm like because in my mind i'm like this movie's like no it's got all this this action packed and i'm like it's not and a couple good action I, scenes. <laughs> I, I think the release of Blade Runner 2049, I, it, again, Blade Runner is my number two, purely based off aesthetics alone. So what started to happen is Blade Runner 2049 came out and I went, man, Blade Runner is an awfully hollow movie. Yes. Uh, yes. And, no, it, it, and, and that's... So... <sighs> 
where I love 2049 is there is a character that starts off and we kind of grow and learn with him. I think that's a far superior movie. It brings the same aesthetics that I, I want to, I was, I, you know, I was going to criticize if I didn't see and it, it brought it to 10. Like it, it just brought it up way up. And you have a care, you have, a, you have a couple characters that are, that are, that are even like more, I, I feel developed to watch Harrison Ford. I feel like I never know who he is, what he is, what he's thinking. I, I know he's, he gets confused halfway in the, in the film. Like, should he, should so, he so, love this? You know, like, talk to me. He, he gets confused and it's like, he gets confused about what? <laughs> <laughs> so so for, for, any, for anybody for anybody listening to this let me just quickly recap blade runner for yes, please. All right, yes please so uh harrison ford plays a detective he's a blade runner who's chasing down replicants who are artificially created humans and he has to hunt down five he has to hunt five different replicants because they're not allowed on earth for various reasons and that is it that's the plot of the movie and what's crazy is so many people pull so many deep messages from this movie. I'm like, but they, it's not here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, I, th- I think, I think a lot of people put more meaning into this movie. This movie, this movie's giving you. It's like the Bible, I guess. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, so like you said, Harrison Ford gets confused because he is in love with one of the replicants. Is that wrong? Be- because. <laughs> because she's he, a female. <laughs> so. Oh God! Like Sean Young, great actor. Uh, I, I I actually do love her in this in this movie. Um, yeah, she, but like <laughs> she's 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 I can I can follow her. <laughs> the love story just doesn't exist, but it's there. And I'm like, so you talked about the half baked love love like love um, affair in Cutthroat Island. Like this is worse. Yes, it's kind of rapey at some points it too. Kind of rapey. Um, and, and if we can be honest, uh, so Rachel is a replicant, uh, and, and that's that's exposed early on. She has to be under four years of natural age, but she has the memories. But she's also of, special. Yes, she has the memories of Tyrell's niece, which I guess Tyrell's niece died. Correct me when she was a teenager, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Mentioned. Sorry, I guess early adult. So. Technically, she's a four-year-old with a teenager's memory in a twenty-something-year-old body. It's kind of weird that it is kind of weird that you're sexually attracted to something. I mean, again, I, men are very simple creatures. We 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 love shapes, we love smells and colors. Uh, but when you look at it and stand back, it's like I don't know if you should be in love with this person. It's the same thing that happens in a Tron Legacy. Uh, forgive me, I forget her name. Uh, the 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 spunky uh, female character that kicks ass in that. She's like three years old, but she has a body of a twenty something year old, and like she's eyeing. They're both eyeing each other up. It's like she's three. I don't know. If, uh, maybe give her a couple years. I don't know. It's just weird. That's just that's weird to me. I see that. I see. I can't get past that. So uh, yeah. So Sean Young's character uh, probably not the best love interest, but I get. The, I, I do get how how he's confused, you know. Like, and then it gets kind of rapey because he kind of pushes herself on. Her, he kind of pushes herself on her when she's trying to get out, and we don't. I don't know what she's thinking. So maybe she kind of wants that advancement. So I she don't know. she's scared, and Harrison Ford's saying weird, creepy stuff like, 
tell me you love me. And she's like, uh, I love you. I'm like crying. He's like, tell me you want me. And I'm like, this is bizarre. And again, in the 80s, that somehow was like acceptable. Like that's what you go to expect from Harrison Ford. Uh, he's, he's Indiana fucking Jones. I mean, was he at this point? Uh, yeah. When the first season he has? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. 1980, 80, 81's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so, this, is 80, yes. this is 83. He's proven himself as a leading as a leading man. Uh, and that that was acceptable, I guess, back in the... I say, I guess. It was acceptable I guess, back. like, playing off, like, the noir vibes. Like, like I, I've, I've seen some, like, noir movies from the 50s where, like, the love interest is, like, it's a woman that's damsel yeah, harassed just, just, like yes. you're gonna love me and it's like it's uh, weird about chinatown is a great one uh uh it's 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 really it's really hard to watch for certain aspects uh but you said that you just brought up a point um the film noir aspect now i i do think that that blade runner goes in and out of film noir i don't think it's constantly in film noir which is i guess it, it is hard to do with with the sci-fi aesthetics and some of the some of the themes uh, I, I, it's 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 one of the pieces that's like at least at least in the movie front that's helping birth cyberpunk. It, but can I can I and I say the I, I know this is not, I know this is probably a popular opinion. Uh, in correct me, director's cut had the voiceover. Theatrical cut has the voiceover. All right, so theatrical has voiceover. director's cut and the final cut remove it. Yes, and I do think the voiceover which they I put in to add the film noir aesthetics does take away from the film. Uh, so again, I know this isn't groundbreaking, but uh, I, I, I do agree with this. it being taken out. I also think with it being, I think it's better without the voiceover. Harrison Ford clearly didn't want to do it. And he, you, he is phoning it in the entire time. But as I walked the, the reason street. why the voice, the reason why the voiceover was put in is to help the audience understand what's going yes, on. And, and in removing that, you're removing the person that's going, here's what's happening in the story right now. So let me ask you this. I think from here forward, I'm only going to be referencing the final cut because that's the one that Ridley Scott went, this is my version of the movie. Okay, okay, all right. What is the theme of Blade Runner? What is it trying to say? See, that's and and that's that's where I'm lost because is all life precious? that should be saved or, or let flourish. I mean, uh, Roy, Roy Beatty, um, he's, he's the last replicant that gets killed. Uh, I, I think he's more charismatic and interesting to follow as a main character. And he starts off as a villain and then he kind of turns into this, uh, uh, his, his love interest Tris gets killed and he gets kind of broken. And, and at the end he's, he's dissolute and is just out to, to, I guess show Harrison Ford something. I'm not. <laughs> no. So, so, so in, in my opinion, that is the only character with an arc. So his entire story is I want more life. Yes. Who wouldn't? Yes. That of, course. Is, of course. That's he, has, the, he has to face up his mortality because he only has a four year lifespan. So he goes and does these terrible things. He tried, he meets his maker and goes, I want more life. And his maker goes, it's impossible. Can't give it to you. So then, you have Har- You have him at the end of the movie. He's mad because Harrison Ford kills Press. So Roy's response is, "I'm going to make you terrified." And his theming comes together at it's, it's the amazing, end when yeah. Harrison Ford's hanging off the building, and he goes, "Quite an interesting thing, living in fear." 
that's the life of being a slave and grabs him and then he gives his beautiful speech which wraps up his ah, theme. okay all right yes yes um he's like i should have i'm gonna cherish these moments these moments are mine i appreciate life and i understand my mortality he accepts that he's going to die and he passes this on to uh harrison ford that would be great if roy's the main character of the movie but he's not and, We're, yeah and, and don't get me wrong I, I love harrison ford i really do but his character, I hate to be this guy, compared <laughs> to the book, is just, he's, uh, so I, I, I've, I've watched the making of Blade Runner a million times. And like, there's this great bit in it where like, there's like these famous people talking about how much Blade Runner means to them and what the, what the meaning of the movie is. And I always hear them go like, oh yeah, this movie's asking the question of what's it, what's it, what, what does it mean to be human? And I'm like, what movie are you watching? Like at that's, no point. You know I, I that guess is? that's beautiful. That's though. a theme from the book. <laughs> <laughs> the but book I, asked that question. The, so, and like, but here's the other thing too. So like, the movie is so vague that you can put this question in there, and you can you can put your own meaning into it, and, and it makes the movie work. The only character that's like, this is what's happening, is Roy. But it would be with a, all that being said this is such a gorgeous movie to such a like a high level and like it's like practical effects at its best that i go i don't care about all of this like it doesn't matter this movie lacks so much it's it's so surface level that i'm like yeah i don't care this movie's beautiful it's great you said it the opening alone is enough to make me be like yeah, this is great. Yeah, the the world building of that of that film is is what sold me as a, as a, as a kid, and I'm still a hundred percent in. I I will go back to that world any day. I believe Cyberpunk what 2027, whatever, Cyberpunk 77, whatever 2077. Yes, whatever that 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 new kid game is, it it it's straight up. Uh, I those same aesthetics. It's it's that world that really got built for everyone. And to to go back to the the ending chase scene. When Roy is 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 going is grieving, it's a grieving process. Uh, the, the he, turns, he's grieving like a child would. Yes, again, he's, exactly. he's four years he's, old. He's yeah, three, four. He, like he he's trying to understand his emotions, which is again, that's that's and such an awesome concept right there. And it would be a completely different movie to follow the replicants, not the the bland replicant hunter who hates yeah. his job and and his, his wife left him uh they don't even talk about that in the in the movie uh so i think I, I i haven't watched the theatrical version in a while i think the voiceover maybe touches on it yeah my wife left me last night <laughs> I, 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 I i think it is i could be wrong <laughs> i was like uh to, but to to, to to sorry to, to backtrack again to um that last uh, scene it turns into a horror film for like five minutes uh, i remember that scene scaring me when he's like you know they're, they're looking through the holes and the walls at each other and 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 roy's like taunting him and, and and chasing him and howling like a wolf it's it is there is there is something that that terrified me there and again that could there's like a whole nother sub movie that they could, that I, I picked up on, you know, what if this was a horror film? And I, there's so many different avenues they can go and they, they could have gone, but it's still filed down to, uh, you know, uh, following, following Deckard around. 
and and I, I'm I'm pleased as well as many other thousands of millions of people with the outcome. But I just wish there there could have been more uh, depth into Deckard's character. Uh, some more, I, I, the audience isn't dumb. You don't need to explain things to them. You don't need voiceovers. Uh, but you and, need something there. But you do, yes, yes. Uh, you don't need to, to sit there and, and yeah, and, and have that forced conversation of why the world is like this, you know? Uh, but you do need human. You do need uh, the replicants are more human than the human is, and 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 that's you know I, I know really Scott came out and said that Deckard's a replicant too, but uh, no. And um, yeah, right. So like with yeah. that, I go okay. So he's <laughs> he's a replicant, and yeah, like so what? <laughs> so you're that's even. I feel like twisting the themes of the movie more or, or uh, less like what, what are you saying? And I, I do think life is precious and life should be ex experienced and, and, and uh, treasured, treasured, treasure your moments, treasure your time because you don't know when it's going to end. And when it is over, you're going to realize it was just like that. Like life, you know, humans, humans in real reality, we're only here for such a brief, 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 brief period of this crazy cosmic time that we do live in. And, and all those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So I, 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 I want to, I want to end it there. Um, I, 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 I love 2049. Uh, they it picked up the movie, took it where it needed to go. I love Jared Leto in that. I, I, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, I hear backlash, but I think he's fucking the perfect. He's the perfect. <laughs> the only thing that hurts me with Jared Leto is had he not died, that would have been David Bowie, and David Bowie oh. would have like he would have destroyed that role and like just is, done so well is that fact did 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 yep. even new ask him oh he, could you Bo imagine was that on board, but he he got sick and passed away and we didn't get because bowie would have been so amazing but like okay so real quick just a quick tangent about 2049 so in my heart i love blade runner more one it's two hours 2049 is almost pushing three and three hour movies are hard to hard to it's hard you know dedicate the time to you gotta pee but like 2049 does everything, takes everything that Blade Runner did and just corrected all of its issues. Yes. It has multiple themes running through it. Like even to the point where, um, oh my God, is her name, is um, Jared Leto's replicant henchwoman, Love? Yeah. Love? Joy? I think I, it's Love. Joy? Is it Joy? Whatever. I, it's, I, I'm almost certain it's Love. But anyway, I'll, I'll get a comment later. Her, her, her plot line, she says like next to nothing. And all she wants is love from her maker and he's not going to give it to her. And it's yeah. all done through emotion. <laughs> and like, it just does it so much better. And you're like, man, she's the villain, but I feel for her. And all like, right. so any, any, anytime I like someone has a criticism of a blader and I have to go, well, yeah, I get it. Like, again, much like I have the same like relationship with the shining, my favorite movie ever. But if someone goes like, Oh, I don't like it. It's a really cold movie. And I go, yeah. Well, and you know what? I think if, if Ridley Scott was given the chance to make Blade Runner again today, he probably would have killed it a little bit more. So I'm I'm happy with how it, when it came out, how it came out. 
because uh, oh, yeah, today like, no, I think Ridley Scott overthinks everything a little too much. And that's always Ridley Scott's problem. I think the best that he's gotten to like developing characters the most is Gladiator. <laughs> and even even still, then it's like it, it's it's good, a but couple it's not cringy, amazing. Cringy things there too. <laughs> but like that is always Ridley Scott's problem. He is always style over substance. And I actually hold on. Let me also give credit to the um, director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven because that movie <laughs> is a masterpiece. So close. That's another movie. It's so close to being, I think, the best thing ever. Uh, uh, take out a couple. We'll, we'll say that. We'll say that for an entire. It's an entire own talk. Listen, I would love to come back for an entire episode on just Kingdom of Heaven. Yes, yes. Uh, again, the director's cut, not the theatrical set, set design. It's all I'm about. I'm all about. Give me a place I can. I believe that we're in. I love a movie with great scenes. And so going back to Blade Runner, this movie is a great, is a movie with a bunch of great scenes, but not a like a lot Zack to Snyder tie film. them all together. Yeah, it's like a Zack Snyder film. Yeah, I don't like Zack Snyder at all. So, but he's got he's got beautiful images that aren't tied together with anything. It's just yeah. cool shot, cool he's shot, a, cool shot. He, he's a worse Ridley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't back up anything Zack Snyder's tried so to, try to, to, do. to To close my thoughts on Blade Runner, I love it. I do. Like, it is I, It is a, such a joy to watch because every scene is gorgeous. The soundtrack's amazing. The acting, for the most part, is very good. I just think on the substance level, it's just lacking yes. so much that if anyone's like, I hate this movie, and I go, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I can't. yeah. Uh, my closing thoughts, too. It, start, it started off number one, number two, like you said on, on your list. And as I've gotten older, it's just, it's slowly fallen down that list. Like it, it has its place. It, it has its, it is, the, it is one of the building blocks of the foundation of a genre and Hollywood in general, but that's where it is. And that's, I think where it's going to remain. And yeah, if you want to dig, pick through it and find meanings and I, you know, power to you. I do love that. It's like uh you know, we, we all read books and interpret passages and songs and images differently. Uh, look at any impressionist artist, you know, Monet. Some people just see splotches. I see passion. So again, if, if, if it's, it's, you know, it's not one size fits all. It's take with it what you will and, and move on. You know, I, I don't think you should dig deep and try and base your life around what Blade Runner is trying to tell you because it's you're going to end up hitting, hitting the wall real quick. Uh, so let's move on. This movie, this, this a movie that I film. feel like we both just meet in the middle on. Uh, it's, uh, so next topic, a film that is close to being one of these Hollywood classic films, one of uh, the AFI's top hundred choices when you go to uh, Barnes Noble, you know, like it's so close to being there. Is it on AFI's top hundred? I hope not. Um, no. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to fact check that. <laughs> We're going to talk about I am legend. So let me introduce I am legend quickly. I was introduced to it uh, as a Will Smith fan. I am legend is um, a post-apocalyptic journey uh, where you follow uh, it's you know, loosely based on the, the novel of the same name. Yep. Is that it? Oh, perfect. Says I am legend. Yes. So, yep. yep. Uh, uh, written by Richard Matheson in 1954. 
Yeah, so it's a post-apocalyptic film where you follow a solo man and uh, and his dog uh, as he tries to uh, save humanity from an outbreak or a, a, a cancer or a strain or a virus or something that has destroyed all of society. And let me just start off because that, I mean, that's all the movie is. It doesn't, there's no other way to explain it other than it's Well, remember the journey. sickness is turning them into vampires. Well, that's that, is that in the, you've read the book? Is that in the yep. book? It says that, vampires? That, that, they, they are, I don't, I know we're, we're already hitting a wall here. Like, yeah, right. Are they vampires? Because I feel like they were just, they were just like creatures of the night. I, I again, so I would say, I would say they're vampires. Yeah, they they are because like uh, Robert Neville in the book uses like garlic water to hurt them. Oh like, yes, they, they are yes. vampires, and they roost in like dark dark places together. I just, and, yeah. I, I I can't I can't remember if it's like a like a Shaun of the Dead thing where like when they say zombies, like don't say that. What the Z word? Like <laughs> don't like it, it might be they're 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 vampires in everything but name. Vampire is an umbrella term. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. They're vamp. They're vampires, but that's loosely based off of, I guess, a herding animal that doesn't like light. So, so can I can I give you the rundown of the biggest yes. thing this movie needs to be fixed? And I don't want to say like if if it was done this way, it would achieve greatness, but like it would be more interesting. So in college, as an exercise to myself, I took this movie which normally plays with a flashback structure. Robert keeps flashing back to his wife and daughter on their way to try and evacuate New York City. So they make it to a dock. He gets them on a helicopter and they die. They keep flashing Spoiler. back to this. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> they keep, well, no, uh, no spoilers. And this is my point. So they're <laughs> obviously not with him. In the, yes. in the in the present of the yes. film. It's so a, why are you flashing pointless. back to this? It's, so it's, what they... The easiest thing that I did, and again, this is a college exercise for myself. I let that whole family thing trying to escape from New York play out in the beginning of the movie. I have it play out in one go. And there's one major reason. You need to feel Robert's isolation. Yes. Not to, not, not to keep going back to the book, which is very good, by the way. Uh, for any readers, I highly recommend reading this. This is a very good vampire story. His isolation in the book is so intense. And the reason why you need that isolation is it makes two scenes in the movie so much better. Spoiler alert, his dog dies. But then again, in a movie like this, you see a dog, you know the dog's going to die. But (laughs) if you play that thing out with his family in the beginning, you have 30 to 40 minutes of Will Smith and his dog and its isolation. The scenes when Will Smith starts talking to the mannequins makes more sense. Like, okay, this man's crazy. He's alone. And I think I think having that flashback structure, you're then saying he still has that bit of humanity in him. I'm like, no, you shouldn't show that. Let him show this deterioration of he's just, he's talking to mannequins. Yes. So when he sees the mannequin Fred in the middle of the road and he's like, what are you doing? He starts firing at the mannequin. No! Like a no! crazy person. <laughs> and then he gets captured and he has to then try and save his dog, which is kind of taken from the book. In the book, it plays out differently. 
So he he saves the dog and then the dog dies. You're like, damn, now he's alone. And he was already on the fringes at this point. Yeah. So then he's alone again and he's ready to kill himself. And then the woman and the child show up. Are they in the book? No. Exactly. the the, the, The way the book plays out is he finds a woman in a in a room in a house because he like wanders around and like scavenges like scavenges for things he captures vampires so he can run tests on them because he's not a doctor in the book he just like reads up on genetics and whatnot so he can try and find the cure Jesus. so he, he <laughs> finds he finds a woman who's not a vampire but he's so insane that he doesn't know if she's a vampire or not so the whole book is like it's really tense because you're like is Robert going to kill this woman? Because he clearly doesn't trust her. He's like, right, he gets ready to lock her up in a room. And I think that could have been used in the movie. Like, you, he meets the, the, the mother-son combo, which, first yes. of all, cast better actors because their acting is just atrocious in the movie. And uh, I hate it. Uh. So get better actors in there. <laughs> but, like, you, you should have moments of, like, he doesn't trust them. He doesn't think they're real. Like, have that moment. Like, the, the, the only thing that they do to be like oh robert's off his rocker is he like quotes shrek verbatim and i'm like oh that's just will smith comedy in there I'm like this does not need that and i'm not saying will smith should will smith was i think cast great for this i think he's a really good actor yes yes but like so have him question whether or not these two people are real whether or not they're vampires because and another thing to fix this movie kind of is they should have made the vampires like they were in the book. So in the book, the vampires become a society essentially. Mm-hmm. So the woman that he finds, spoiler alert, is a vampire. So she then <laughs> tries to catch, she tries to let the vampires into his house and capture him, but she falls in love with him. Well, not doesn't fall in love with him, but like she like sees him as this, this sad, like decaying human. Yeah. And she's like, she tries to save him. So, anyways. He gets captured and then he gets put on trial in the vampire society because the title is I am legend because he's a legend to the vampires. He hunts them down. He's trying to, he's performing scientific experiments on them. Imagine that they were just humans across the board. How crazy would this man be? (laughs) (laughs) Where in the theatrical cut of this movie, he sacrifices himself and he's a legend because he finds the cure. And I'm like, but that's not the point. The point is, in the director's cut, they did it correctly. Will Smith does not die in the director's cut. What he finds out is that the head vampire dude, his his love is the woman that he that Robert never never captures. So Will Smith puts this together and goes, "Oh, I've done something wrong. I'm and the bad gives, guy, and I'm the bad guy. I'm the legend." So he then gives the, the woman man. back to the vampire. Oh. And then, and then the 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 head, head vampire grabs, picks her up, and all the vampires leave his leave. house after his house wow. is destroyed. Yeah. So then, Robert, the, the mom and the son, they leave because they, he goes, "This isn't our place anymore. We're no longer the dominant species. They are." And I'm like, that makes this movie a hundred times more that interesting. Is that is it makes the movie. Uh... It, it, not only that it's kind of it makes it a a, a cultural reference too yeah uh, I, I i do think will smith is perfectly casted as robert neville 
but I do think it would be a different meaning if it was a white actor kind of being kind of like, hey, I, I, I'm losing the power I once had kind of scary. So this movie exists. Yes. So this is so I Am Legend is the third time they've made this movie. Yes. Uh, so the first time it's Vincent Price in Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. The second time it's Charlton Heston in Omega, Omega Man. Yes. Yes. And then now this is the third one. Yeah. Oh, now, wow. I have, I have, You're right. I haven't seen the other two, so I can't speak to it. I imagine Heston brings all of the intensity to the role that he normally <laughs> does. Uh, yes. But like, I will also give this movie credit. I am glad it didn't follow the book to the T because the book is so dour and just like sad there's there's no happy ending it just it's just sad until the end i mean but like again like this 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 book uh the movie it it also uh like like those 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 flashback scenes they're only in there to pull at your heartstrings like of course like that how are you now how are you supposed to watch that and not get upset uh his dog dying how are you supposed to watch these scenes and not get upset I feel like these are all put in there that don't add to the movie, but it's just enough to make you remember that you felt something. And I think that's right. why they're put in there. They're just, they're I think just... that's, I, I think that's why if you let the, 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 his wife and daughter die in the very beginning of the movie, like, Oh man, society has collapsed. His wife and kid died. Now he's alone. He's alone for a while, but he at least he has his dog. But, and it was the his movie... daughter's dog too. So that's yeah, his last connection to Marley, his uh, Marley, and uh, uh, the movie had the rights to one Bob Marley song, and they play <laughs> it like six times in the movie. And <laughs> love Bob Marley, <laughs> don't need him six times in one movie. <laughs> um, and again, uh, Bob Marley, even that song, it has has its place uh, because he he brings up uh, the history of Bob Marley, how he got shot uh, at a concert, and he he came back the next day because you know if if hate and anger doesn't take a day off you know and and so robert neville can't take a day off he has to keep coming back and trying to save the world and you know he's got this really you know last hero kind of stand heroic stand and and i get it's, it's perfect because in the beginning you do believe that he is he is the hero he is the good guy he, he's doing the right thing uh, just, and, just just for him to rediscover his place and go oh you know what it's we need to move on so then yeah. that, that I like that like it makes it more interesting if he survives and they just they do what they do in the director con they go okay it's time to leave and it makes the even it, it makes the title make more sense too if they live if they get to the I mean uh, with the theatrical cut they they get to the uh, the, the 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 mom and son uh, get to a colony in like Maine or whatever it's like gar it's like perfect American suburb town it's like the American dream. It, it makes I Am Legend not the title kind of, I feel like not make any sense. Like Robert Neville, yes, he was a guy that carried his blood in him and his blood was the cure. Like what, what part of that makes him legend? It's just like a guy to be forgotten when history continues to wheel. I don't know though. I, I, I think you said it. It is the, it's an, this is a very American like way of like how we want our stories to go, especially with the theatrical cut with him. He sacrificed himself for the greater good. Yes. It's like, you didn't need to sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Oh, but yeah, yeah, no, no, you, you didn't, you didn't. Uh, and I, I do think with the, the boogeyman uh, uh, angle that makes the I Am Legend have, I feel like so much more power. 
so a couple things they could have cut out. We already talked about uh, the flashbacks. They could have cut that out. There's also exposition. A lot of exposition. He's talking to himself. Uh, he he records himself in his in his lab. Uh, Robin Neville gives a date subject, and he kind of he's going through what he's doing, and he's also emotionally outputting how he feels and where he's at. These are things that I feel like are put in there for a dumb audience. Um, I don't think you need those scenes where he's explaining the tests that he's doing or, you know, where he's at. And, 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 and the lab he built, did he build that lab in the basement with the, with so the, I, the bulletproof glass? I'm confused. He's, yeah, okay, so I, I do question where one gets bulletproof glass like that. <laughs> during a pandemic That's, or a lockdown, God forbid, right. in, in normal times. <laughs> right, during, during, during an actual pandemic, we couldn't find toilet paper. Where's this guy finding bulletproof glass? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but like, so the movie kind of like hand waves at being like, he's a doctor. He was the doctor trying to solve this from the very beginning. So he's like, it's my duty to stay here. We're again in the book he's just some guy yeah but, but you know again with with the pandemic that's still going on uh today doctors don't need to be in the heart of wuhan to figure out what's no, going the, on that's like, the only way they have a giant uh, facility there uh, <laughs> but like but seriously like uh so you know why does he have to stay behind when he sends his, his wife and kid off it's kind of it, this is this is starts taking away from the movie the movie starts off visual storytelling uh it's it's the landscape of new york which is i love apocalyptic new york wow because that's like the heart of america and to see the streets desert or deserted and uh, nature coming back there's something pleasurable and chilling and haunting at the same time excellent excellent place to put this movie i think the book takes place in um la if I'm not mistaken, or either LA or San California. Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Um, so New York, excellent fucking place to do this. Uh, so it starts off uh, shots going through the city, and he he ends up uh, what he's he's chasing uh, a herd of deer in his in his in his uh, what, it's a Mustang. Of course, it's a Mustang because he's hunting. And he, he needs to be on a horse, and um, I, I think it, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you don't really know who he is, what's going on, and uh, it's it's you 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 don't you don't need uh, the filler, you don't need the backstory because you can just start there and keep it going there, and you don't need to know he's a doctor, you know he's immune, you know he knows that. What and I think it would be more interesting and fun to watch a kind of bumbling normal guy try and play doctor who's also isolated Ooh, from the world okay. who's also like terrified and 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 we are social creatures we are such humans are all social creatures take them out of society and you get the nut in the woods that i think plays way more into uh uh, uh you know not only say relatable but uh, a character that that would be i think interesting and fun to watch um what was the movie The Road? Uh, you remember, you remember The Road. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm still, yes. I'm still crying every night. Yes, uh, that also sets up a world that is is bleak, dark, cold, 
smells like smoke and smoldering ashes. I love it. But you're not really given a backstory to anybody or, a, you know. A, or only, even what happened. It's just a, the only thing you know is there's a motive to head to the coast and then south. And I feel like if Will Smith just had a single motive to like understand what's just going on, that's, that is the only fire that, that can fuel his steam engine of, of, of movement. And instead the movie gives you a bunch of fucking filler stuff that they think the audience is done with. And that, that takes away. Uh, I, I, you have two separate movies uh, just from the theatrical and director's cut. And then you have, uh, you know, the possibility of what there could be. And, and, and yeah, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Ryan Hollinger has a great video on I am legend. Uh, he gets into the the differences between Omega Man, Last Man on Earth, uh, and I, I I think he does a better deep dive. If you if I'll put the link down, uh, he does a better deep dive into uh, other symbolism that the movie portrays. I think today a great takeaway from the movie is it's the Boomer Generation versus Millennial Generation. Uh, you know, uh, so Will Smith would be the Boomer you know, angry, alone, confused, trying to figure out technology and science. (laughs) While the millennials are just like moving on or, 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 you know, huddling together and, and snickering from a distance, you know, uh, it's there, it's, there's a perfect, uh, uh, you know, and I, when the movie came out, there the millennial wasn't a thing yet. It was 2007. Uh, so I think that, that, that we, we weren't being called that yet. But the generational war today, I think this movie perfectly picks up on. And it's it's also cool uh, as you're living through a pandemic uh, lockdown to see what they thought locking down New York would help with the virus, I guess. You're like, shut down the bridges. That should keep them in there. Like, uh, what? What? So, like... Okay, but like, in all, in, in all fairness <laughs> to the movie, like the virus spreading in I Am Legend is not COVID where it's like, you know, we're not turning into vampires. Like, in, in in the book in the movie it's a way deadlier virus but like again i'm like well how can the br- no they blew up the bridges like, yeah they blew up the bridges uh, well, like uh, if it's if it's airborne uh i i get i get i'm not a doctor i guess airborne particles can only go with six feet after 15 minutes but uh <laughs> but still yeah they go they they destroy infrastructure of an american heart to to save the rest of the country it, it, it honestly it, it's it, it's 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 laughable uh to see that these are the extreme yeah, i think that was just done like to. oh cool imagery <laughs> and it and it kills the 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 mom and daughter at the same time um again mom and daughter uh two actors that are forgettable that don't add much to it that you're kind of like yeah, they could could have better again actors. that's why that's why you played out in the beginning of the movie let it happen like you know you, you could go either way you could either cut that sequence out of the movie completely i think you'll still get the same effect but i think it gives you like a oh he had a wife and kid there's a bad pandemic and they're dead he's alone yeah uh yeah i think all of them could have been cut out uh especially the the second i feel like the he meets the second pair uh to kind of give him another reason to keep going and you know i don't think <laughs> i don't think he needed it you know and, and that, that the theatrical ending is, is such a smack in the face i think to everyone who's ever seen this film 
which that is alone enough to give it give it a couple less stars from what this movie could have been because when i first saw the original ending of that of that film i got chills like whoa what's a much better film <laughs> and and again just that ending alone wouldn't make it the best but a couple tweaks here and there and it makes it more interesting um because uh, uh, there's some awesome sets the mannequins are great uh, the cityscapes are amazing. It, it gives you, you feel the atmosphere. You do feel the isolation. You do fall in love with that dog. Uh, I do love Marley. Uh, but there's like, they, you know, it's, it's, it's sprinkled with enough Hollywood bullshit to kind of ruin it. Uh, one scene uh, before we wrap up, one thing I, I absolutely hate in this film is when he sees Frank and I love how he sees Frank and he, it, it, he's all revved up and he's shooting but when he gets there and uh, uh, he steps into a, uh, a a trap, a snare, and it pulls him up, he hits his head. Uh, he 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 wakes up. He's dazed and confused. And the the head vampire has two vampire dogs, and he releases them. And like a two foot wall of light stops them from jumping on and killing him. And it's like the suspense is just so stupid at this point. And I watched <laughs> this. I watched this with Riley, uh, my partner. So. To, she had never seen it before and it's it was awesome to watch it with her because it was a fresh perspective i was asking her questions like hey did that work and she thought the effects looked wonderful so she you know i i, I gotta say the effects maybe have held up but when that scene came on she's like that's stupid like why don't they just <laughs> you know, it's gonna hurt just jump you know the, the one wolf like already gets burnt halfway like and it's just like you know it I feel like it was forced the whole, you know, maybe the revenge aspect after the dog dies. I know why it has its place, but it would have been better just to watch him deteriorate naturally. Like any human would do. I had a rough year in, in, in half isolation. So it's completely plausible and believable. And I think it would have been a better film to just let it naturally play out without the, the forced exposition and the forced tug at your heartstrings Let's kill a kid and a dog because you'll like that. So I am legend. You're almost there. Are you closing thoughts, Ethan? Yeah. Like, like, like I said, like, like you, you hit all, you hit all the, all the right points where it's like, it's trying to like, Hey, you need to be sad for this man. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't, you don't need to do it. Like isolation alone will get me there. Um, you <laughs> yeah. do not need to be like, and again, I, I, I personally like the idea of the beginning portion just being the wife and daughter scene, just to because that's exposition without me be, without him having to be like, I'm Robert Neville. I've been alone for five years. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> no, you could have been. You could have done it so quickly. Where like he's leaving his house. Doctor Neville, are you going to stay behind? I'm going to stay behind so I can solve the thing. Let me drive my family okay. to the dock first to get him out of here. Like I, I like yes. that. That's there. You could, but play down the beginning. Let me stew in isolation for a bit yeah i like even keeping the dog in there and even like again i know it's like double sad like the dog is his final connection to his daughter and it's like when the dog dies you feel it because in the book he finds a dog spends many chapters building up the dog's trust and the dog finally stays with him just from to find out that the dog has diseases like covered in fleas and he tries his best to revive the dog and the chapter ends with the dog died a week later. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, come on. What is um, that? That's a great build up, though. <laughs> so, and like, 
I think like maybe even cutting the 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 mom and the son later on because I don't I don't see what then yeah you're right they don't need him to spark his life back up what it should have been is him with the head vampire and the head vampire being like that's my wife that you have captured there and it's like oh I realize what I've done wrong time for me to leave now yeah yeah uh, and I, again it's almost there mm-hmm. the film is almost there and you're and, and and you're right like the movie looks good it's not even like the, the effects of aged poorly like, it looks fine uh, and there's, like, there's the one I love. Uh, there's a there's a shot in the beginning there in Times Square, and there's a there's the Batman symbol with Superman uh, on his remember chest. Remember how excited we were for that, and then the movie came out. And I was like, oh, this movie sucks. Oh, is that Zack Snyder again? Uh, yeah, he gets us every time. But I do love how. It, when did that movie come out? Uh, Superman, or Batman for Superman, uh, 2016. 16. Yeah. So what did they? Pl- I, I was just awesome easter egg uh this is before easter eggs were like the popular cool thing to do so i gotta give a, an extra thumbs up just for that little little i give little, it a thumbs little... down because that movie's bad. <laughs> but there's this is before we knew so there's still nostalgia and there could be hope <laughs> and who knows maybe we'll get this the snyder cut of that movie at 17 hours long too you got it already. There's a director's <laughs> cut of that movie, and it doesn't help it. <laughs> Martha, uh, Ethan, I had a great time talking to you today. Uh, yes, this, it, was, this, it was great being on here. This uh, this brushed out some of the cobwebs. Uh, I, I, again, I, I work in a in a giant chain store and don't get to talk about movies all day. And uh, you know, I, I'm not going to to my my local watering holes to to debate hours of the uses of eyes in Blade Runner. So this is great. I, I I feel better. I feel I feel like 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 an engine has sparked again. And I want to do more of these in the future. If you're down, uh, I, I am like, down. I'm, again, I'm looking forward to an episode on Kingdom of Heaven. Yes, just yes. Heaven. I think we can do just Kingdom of Heaven because, yes, and how they could have made that, I think, a better film by following maybe the Saracens. I don't know. We don't know. We'll have to tune in next time <laughs> to find out. Ethan, thank you for being here. Again, thank you for having me. Uh, uh, we're we're gonna do this again, and uh, and and I'll I'll put all my my useless base plugs in a special secret recording after the video. So, Ethan, thank you. Thank you.